Did you see the fight on the field of the Caesar Superdome on Sunday? No, I'm not talking about the one between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans. The fight from the guys wearing white jerseys. Because frankly, the guys in black needed a little bit more datitude. We're going to give it to everyone. Coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends who have televisions or cars that were able to get them to the Superdome. Wondering exactly what the hell they saw yesterday. Oh my goodness. Buccaneers 20, Saints 10. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times McCune, the advocate in bet.nola.com. And this is Datitude, episode number 92 for a Monday, September the 19th, 2022. And um, we're going to get to my monologue And we're going to get to some comments from Dennis Allen, Mark Ingram, and Cam Jordan in just a minute. Along with the, well, I mean, I guess we can call him the pissed off fan today. Because, I I mean, there's a lot of people pissed off around the the city, around the metro area, around the country who are Saints fans wearing the black and gold. And I know you're still out there wearing your black and gold proudly. As well, you should. But, uh, man... I, what I saw in the Superdome yesterday uh, is something I hadn't seen in a long time. I mean, just lack of a lot of things. I, I joke in the intro about the Saints needing datitude. That, we call this show Datitude because that's what this city represents. I mean, if you're born and raised here, if you've been a Saints fan your entire life, you got datitude. That's why we call this show what it is. And frankly, I didn't see it. it. It wasn't there. One team had it and one team didn't. And that's what was missing, and that was the difference between a win and a loss. Bucks 20, Saints 10. The Saints are the better team. They weren't yesterday. The Saints are, the, are a better football team than Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm more convinced today than I was yesterday. But... They, they have a lot of work to do before they can get there. Let's get into my monologue. And, you know, before the show's over, there are a couple other things I want to talk about. I mean, overall, of a weekend, it was, you know, Saturday, Tulane and LSU come up with big victories. You think the, the weekend's getting off to the right start, so you expect to, to do it again on Sunday, and then it's going to be a great weekend, right? You get all three. The trifecta. I mean, Tulane's victory, and I, and I know we're not going to talk about it hardly at all here today, but I do want to mention that Tulane's victory was way underplayed. I mean, that is a huge win for Coach Willie Fritz to go out and beat Kansas State on the road, a Power 5 team on the road, and they, frankly, it shouldn't have been that close. They were, they were definitely a better team. 
So Tulane has come a long way in just the season. All those games last year, those tight games where they were losing, maybe they're going to win them this year. And I'd be surprised at this point if they don't, if they aren't at least a seven or eight win team. So kudos to Coach Fritz and kudos to the Greenway program. They're working their tails off. LSU, they could have folded their tents. They played lousy in the first half. And you want to talk about teams that are better teams that won, that lost uh, this weekend? Because that's what we talk about the Saints in my mind. The better team lost on Saturday. That's good news for LSU. Because Mississippi State, I still say they're a good football team. They just wilted. And part of that is, I think in... I mean, I don't want to say that. I, people, Saints fans don't want to hear what I'm about to say. But part of the reason why LSU won on Saturday is because they gained a little bit of momentum and then the other team realized who they were playing. And LSU won. Mississippi State realized where they were, who they were playing, and they wilted. And LSU took advantage. And Brian Kelly. Did an outstanding job, and Jaden Daniels kept his head in, the, head in the game, and LSU is 2-1. and one. That brings me to your New Orleans Saints. Well, some of you. I guess there are fans of other teams that listen to the show. But the New Orleans Saints lacked a lot of things yesterday. I'm going to be nice and call it intestinal fortitude as we get into Derry's dime. And, you know, usually I script Derry's dime. I, I read it. I, I write it beforehand so I can go back through it and change some things and no, I don't want to read that or no, that doesn't work. I didn't do that today. I'm just going to go off the top of my head and tell you what I saw. Because what I saw was a lack of intestinal fortitude. It was the first time, I think, that I sat and watched a game and granted, you're only two games into the non-Sean Payton era. But it was the first time that I sat down and realized, <laughs> Sean Payton's gone. You know, I've been saying for two years now, Drew Brees is gone and he's never coming back. Well, maybe I never said Sean Payton is gone and he's never coming back. And that is not a knock on Dennis Allen at all. I frankly like the way Dennis Allen handled the post-game press conference. But there are some things that he's going to learn in his return to being a head coach. And it's something that I think that you have to grow and learn. There's some things that need to be changed. And I'm not just talking about personnel. Because quite frankly, I've been one of the biggest Jameis Winston defenders over the past year and a half. There's no defense for Jameis Winston yesterday besides the fact that he was injured. I get that. But you got to make a change there. And I mean, I guess you could argue and say, what about the Atlanta game? You should have made a change there, and they left him in, and he came through. Yeah, but at some point Sunday, it was different. I mean, you're, you're in do-or-die time. The guy is, was not on at all. At no point was he on. And at some point, even after you get past that point, there's another some point where you say, this ain't working. We want to win this game. And you could tell Dennis Allen in his again his post game press conference. And I defend. I I'm, look. I respect that he's going with his starter and he's going with his guy throughout. But at some point, you got to say this ain't working. We got a chance to beat these 
these guys on the road. Now, we're going to get into some of the things that led to what changed the momentum. But honestly, be honest with yourself. At what point after the first quarter did you really think the Saints were going to win? I know it was 3 nothing at halftime. I get that. But the Saints had so many chances in that first half. And at the time, sitting next to Zach Ewing, sports betting director at bet.nola.com, I kind of defended Dennis Allen for not going for a field goal, not trying to kick a long field goal there. I get where he was going, but that's playing scared. The more I think about it. And I'm not paid to be a coach, so I'm not, I don't have to be on the sidelines and think about repercussions of things that are going to happen. But the aggressiveness towards the end of the first half kind of was foreshadowing a bit of what was going to happen in the second half. You don't send your field goal kicker out there who kicked a bomb last week to beat Atlanta before the end of the first half because you're afraid there's 20-something seconds left and you're going to miss it and give Tom Brady a chance. You're playing scared. This team need to play with datitude. So my first clip right here is from Dennis Allen. It's a question that I specifically asked him about what he was thinking at the end of that first half. Coach, just before halftime, you you decided to take the delay of game penalty instead of trying a long field goal just because you... Yeah, look, we knew this was going to be a field position game, um, which it was. Um, you know, unfortunately, we kind of played, played the game on our end of the field a little bit too much in the first half. Um, but... You know, it's a three to nothing game at that point in time, and uh, you know, didn't feel like you know taking an opportunity on a, on a long field goal uh, at that point in the game. I didn't think that that was the right thing to do. You know, from a coaching dis- decision or a coaching standpoint, he might be right, but it showed it showed something to me, especially the more I thought about it. This is a coach. So far, it's only two games. I'm not blasting Dennis Allen. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm really not. But it shows to me a difference in a way of thinking and that that could be long-term. Not willing to take a risk there. Sean Payton, I think, would have kicked the field goal. I know it would have been a 57-yard field goal. I think Sean Payton would have kicked the field goal there. And it was... It just went along, and as you went further in the game, and at halftime, I'm, I, I didn't think the Saints were going to win. Into the third quarter, I didn't think the Saints were going to win. And you're driving down, and Mark Ingram fumbles the football away, which to me would have – there's no question that was the game changer. Dennis Allen said it was the game changer. Mark Ingram said it was the game changer. His teammates don't want to blame anything on him, and I get that. But, and, and I give Mark Ingram all the credit in the world because he stood there like a man. And he answered the question multiple times as I stood there, and you know, I asked him the question, and then other people who were interviewing someone else, Tyron Matthew, I think, came up and asked him the question, and then someone else who was interviewing someone else came up and asked him the question, and he answered it every single time, didn't get frustrated, didn't get pissed, Took it like a man. Um, good run, cut it up, and uh, my responsibility, first and foremost, is to take care of the football. Um, 
I hold myself to a high standard in that regard. Something I take pride in, um, carrying the dreams and the inspirations of the entire team. And we're going in to, you know, take control of the game. And, uh, you know, that can't happen. Whatever the situation was, punch, rip, whatever it is, um, have to take care of the football and, uh, you know, make sure we, you know, have points at the end of that drive. So while I appreciate him taking responsibility, I, I, I didn't see enough yesterday of not just, it's not just about taking responsibility. There needs to be, and, 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 and I joke about the name of the show being Datitude, and that's what the Saints were lacking yesterday, but it's what they were lacking. You know, even in the, in the fight, okay, Mark Ingram gets just punk slapped is the only way I can think about it. Mike Evans needs to be suspended for like four games. And as I record this, there, there are, this morning on a Monday morning, there are talks that he's going to get suspended. So I expect him to get suspended. But he needs to be suspended for like four games. That, what, what he did yesterday is completely 100% unacceptable. But it showed attitude. And I'm not, not only am I not condoning it, it was a punk-ass move, and that guy is bad news. He's got other issues. He's got rage issues. He's got other issues going on. So I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself. But it wasn't just Mike Evans. It was the whole team. I mean, Tom Brady, you can, you can get aggravated with him for whining. on. He's starting to become like LeBron now. He doesn't get his way. He doesn't get a, a call. He goes and whines. But... The Tampa Bay sideline, they're into the game. They've got attitude. They, they, they showed more heart. They found ways to overcome their turnovers. The Saints' turnovers, although they came in bunches, couldn't find a way to overcome not just the turnovers, but mistakes they made. You remember the, the slogan that used to be, finish strong? There was no finish strong on Sunday. At no point did you think that the Saints were going to take charge and finish strong. I get what the Ingram fumble did. I get what the fight did. But really good teams overcome that crap. This team didn't overcome anything. Now, I know, again, I talk about overreaction after week one. And the Saints found a way to win against Atlanta. But it's Atlanta. Anybody can find a way to win against Atlanta. Crappy teams can find a way to win against Atlanta. Denver, the Denver Broncos were in a dogfight with Houston all day. They found a way to win. Anybody can beat Houston. You know, I, go through some of the other games. I mean, Las Vegas wilted. They're the Raiders. When's the last time they were good at anything? I mean, the Jaguars and the Colts. The Jaguars overcame I get it. They're trying to change things. But the Colts, they're not any good. I know people think they're good. I've been saying for, for months the Colts aren't any good. You want to be a team that can make noise and make yourself relevant. You have to find ways against team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Saints could not find a way. And I never got a sense that they were going to find a way. Tampa Bay knew they were going to find a way. And it's not just because number 12 was on their sideline. 
And it certainly was because wasn't because that idiot with a bebop cap. What the hell was was he doing? What was Bruce Arians doing on the sideline? I'm all over the place this morning. I get it, but there's so many things in my head that that don't make sense to me. This is not the team that I expected to see when I made all these different, and I, it has nothing to do with my bets. But this is not the team that I expected to see before the season. I didn't expect to see such a major drop-off from Sean Payton. And again, not just Dennis Allen, but w- because what Sean Payton did, obviously, was touch the entire rest of the team, the coaching staff, the players, everything. There was a different attitude in the locker room after a loss yesterday. There was a different attitude on the sideline yesterday. There was a different attitude on the field yesterday. And I hope that it's just a one-game thing and that these players start to grow into and figure things out. But when you lose, in my mind, what an underrated, I mean, yeah, Sean Payton's underrated. As much as he's talked about and potentially in the Hall of Fame, I think he's underrated. New England's going to go through that someday soon when Bill Belichick leaves. All the Bill Belichick haters out there. You see what's going to happen in New England when he leaves. They're not going to be good right away. And he showed yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers why he's the best coach on the planet. Because they don't, frankly, they don't have a ton of talent either. But these Saints have talent. They have some of the best offensive talent in this NFL. Go through the line. Who has a better receiving core than the New Orleans Saints? Maybe the Bengals. Maybe. Who are also 0-2. Lost to the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. But go through it. And again, Alvin Kamara's not there. Made a huge difference. Would they have won out with Alvin Kamara on the field? I don't know. Not with that attitude. You know, you get a couple bad calls. I mean, and, and here we go with social media and, and complaining about the refs again. The refs were terrible in the second half. There's zero question the officiating was absolutely horrendous in the second half. I don't know what that personal foul call was. That also cha- it was a game changer as well because it allowed Tampa Bay to go down and score when they would have had to punt. However... Good teams overcome that. To the Saints' credit, they didn't, well, Dennis Allen kind of made a reference to it yesterday. In fact, I'll let you hear the clip. Here's what Dennis Allen said about an an officiating moment. Dennis, did you get an explanation on the uh, personal foul on Bradley Roby on that extended that drive? Uh, Not really. Um, I'm not sure I like the call. Not much there. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't complain too much. But it, it was the body language. It was different. It wasn't a... I mean, after a game like that, you should be pissed off. There was no pissed off. There were, there were slumped shoulders in that locker room. There were slumped shoulders walking out of that locker room. Sean Payton would have gone into that press conference, and if you asked a dumb question he would have made you feel like a five-year-old. Is that the right way to handle somebody? Probably not, but it's football. That was lacking. 
I'm not saying Dennis Allen should do that. I'm not saying Cam Jordan or Mark Ingram or Tyron Matthew or Jameis Winston or anybody should belittle anyone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the attitude was different. I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. It was different. And this team needs to get some attitude and get it in a hurry. Because we talked about how important this early part of the schedule is. Because it gets much tougher later. I mean, we go now to, I said, I really thought the Saints needed to be 2-1 and one to have a chance to do anything. I know the Saints need to be 2-1 and one now. Because Minnesota is better than I even thought, and I thought they were going to win the division. Again, I'm recording this on Monday, so they could make me look foolish tonight when they play the Eagles on Monday Night Football. But you play a Minnesota team in two weeks on a neutral field going to London. The Saints are leaving to go to Carolina this weekend, and they're not coming home for about 10 or 11 days because they go from Carolina straight to London. So you're going to be away from home for 10 or 11 days, and you better be going with a good feeling because if you go to London 1 and 2, against a Minnesota team that can light you up and has a pretty decent defense, you got issues. Again, I don't want to overreact, okay? We're not going to overreact after one loss. I'm just telling you what I saw yesterday, and I'm telling you there was no datitude on this team. There was no... They took responsibility great. Um... Everyone takes responsibility for the team. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. It's everybody's fault. They all they all stunk. The defense, as well as they played through the first three quarters, kind of stunk in the in the fourth quarter. They kind of let things go after the Lattimore Evans fracas. They kind of hung their heads. You got burned a little bit. And again, you're missing Paulson Adebo. You're now missing Marshawn Lattimore. And Tom Brady picked him apart a little bit. No excuses. Good teams don't make excuses. Good teams finish strong. Drew Brees is gone. He's never coming back. Sean Payton's gone. He's never coming back. You better figure out in a hurry. And that's my dime. I, I, you know, I didn't even talk a lot about Jameis in the dime because everybody knows. Dennis Allen knows. Jameis Winston knows. But here's the thing. If the dude's not right, sit down. He's got four whatever's in his back. Um, he's still dealing with his knee issues. There's a reason why you, it, there's not, it's not like Trevor Simeon sitting on the sideline waiting to come in. It's not like you have to decide whether you're going to move Taysom Hill from his Swiss Army knife roll. None of that. You got Andy Dalton. Healthy 100% against 100%. Jameis Winston right now at this point in his career is way better than Andy Dalton. But you have a Jameis Winston who has trouble probably walking when he's not on the football field and he's not shot up with cortisone. 
And you have a Jameis Winston who has, I'm no doctor. I'm certainly not a chiropractor. I didn't sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night. But he's got four somethings in his back. I don't know, but the fact that they're talking about it can't be good. Which means the dude probably has trouble sleeping at night. If he's not healthy, let him rest. And if he comes out and he plays like dog do, and it's three to nothing, and then it's three to three, and then it's ten to three, and you're about to get knocked out of this game, then put in Andy Dalton. There's no shame in that. It's not like high school or college where you're going to sap someone's uh, confidence level. These are professionals. If someone's not doing the job, change it. I'm not saying change it for the rest of the season, but change it for that day at least. They should have taken him out. They should have taken Jameis. And again, go find someone that's defended Jameis Winston more than I have over the past year and a half. You're going to have trouble finding one, somebody. He should have been taken out yesterday. He, he wasn't physically able to play, and he couldn't have hit the broad side of a barn with a beach ball from three feet away. He couldn't. A lot, a lot of things uh, to, that, that are concerning if you're a Saints fan. It's not the end of the world. It's one game. And Tampa finally broke the streak. But Tampa has their own issues. And Mike Dettelier said before the game, you know, they, have, they only had one of their five starting offensive linemen in the game. And even he was on the injury report in Tristan Wirfs. The rest was mix and match. They were missing the guy that's killed you more than any other receiver, forget Mike Evans, Chris Godwin has killed this team. He wasn't playing yesterday. Julio Jones, who looked so good in week one and has done well against the Saints in the past, wasn't playing yesterday. Mike Evans, except for really one long pass and a fight, didn't do much yesterday. Leonard Fournette was stuffed, and you can't take advantage of that. Problems. That's a problem. You have got to win those games. When you have all of those things and the defense played the way they played for the first three quarters, you have got to find a way to win that football game. That's a game. Remember the Giants game last year? Came back to bite him in the ass? This game's going to come back to bite him in the ass. I promise you. Maybe for more reasons than one. Because you have to hope it hasn't shaken their confidence level. We've now seen seven of eight quarters where this offense is basically a no-show. That's a problem. Considering who you have on offense, this isn't last year's Saints. Considering who you have on offense, that's a big problem that you've gone seven out of eight quarters without an, off- without an offense. Big problem. I want to hear from the common man fan. And the reason why I bring on D-squared and I'm, we are going to hear from Cam Jordan after we talk to the common man fans. So I, I promise that, and I do want to hear what Cam Jordan had to say. But I want to hear from the common man fan because I think he represents a lot of what people inside of the Dome were thinking um, and a lot of probably what you're thinking right now. 
All aboard! All aboard the Taysom train! Conductor Dave is on the Taysom train! I thought about you yesterday when I was walking into the Saints locker room. And, 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 and why is that? Was, was Taysom there? What, what he, happened? He was walking out as I was walking in. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I mean, let, let's just get right through. This game sucked, dude. I, oh, my God. No, I didn't take long. No, it, it was awful. Like, like I, what, what the hell? Look, I got, I got numbers, Jim Derry. Five turnovers. <laughs> six sacks. Uh-huh. 25 of 40. And then Olave, 5 of 13. 5 of 13 targets. He caught five. Like, what the hell was this team yesterday, man? Well... Um, this was a team that was better than the other team, but yes. played like they were the worst team in football. I don't understand the offense. Anyway. I mean, yeah, it's just it's mind-boggling because you, we had Brady right where he wanted him. He was throwing his helmet. He was breaking tablets again. He just he was pissed. But honestly, I think it all goes back to that fight, man. Because after that fight. When Evans and Lattimore got ejected, all of a sudden, the, the, the Bucks were like, hey, let's play some football now. And it's just like they destroyed us after that fight. It's like the, the, the momentum somehow after that fight went to the Bucks. I don't get it. How about five turnovers? Five turnovers is embarrassing, man. And, and look, I, I'll cut Olave some slack. I mean, that was just a weird, awkward way to fall point first with that ball. I think he was trying to, you know, like like one-handed. So I'll cut him some slack. Being a rookie, you got to tuck that stuff away. Uh, Ingram, second game in a row with the fumble. And then the three turnovers with Jameis. It's my fault, though. You know what, Jim? It's my fault. I tweeted out hashtag LASIK works when we saw that at, at by the third quarter or the second quarter that, that Jameis had only thrown like five picks in his sink career. And then he follows it up with three. Oh, you jinxed it then. It was me. It was all me. It was my fault. The common man pissed off fan (laughs) here on Datitude on a Monday morning. Dave DeCorbier, D squared, iHeartRadio. You can find him all over in the New Orleans metro area. And he's feeling like a lot of people are feeling this morning. I mean, it's just, just, look, I got to say. I said it in my monologue, and it was one of the. It was a tone that I haven't used in quite a while. Um, this team lacked intestinal fortitude, is the is the way I'm going to put it. I, I love that intest. I, I used to say testicular fortitude, but that's, well, that's the nice too. way. That's the way I'm going. <laughs> that's the way I'm going to put it today. I mean, you know, this show's called Datitude for a reason, and the Saints had no datitude yesterday. They had they. they they kind of moped along. It was three to nothing. They were beating this team up. The defense played, I thought, an outstanding game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you take the bull by the horns. I, I want to see fight back. I mean, you know what I saw from Tampa yesterday? Fight. You know what I saw from the Saints yesterday? Ooh. Oh, well, yeah. It, that was like, like, well, yeah. We, we're going to win this game because we've just, we've just had Brady's Ooh. number. Yeah. Well, you can't always have his number if you're not ready to like stick it to the champ. You know? I mean. I, I don't know why they couldn't get their heads straight. It was it was the craziest thing because you're holding Tom Brady to three points. I mean, you know, like like we the game was holding him to no points at halftime. Six what? straight quarters what? without a point. 
You know, I, and I don't know what they changed. I don't know if it was the de- Tampa's defensive scheme that changed, but we marched that ball. The one good drive we had was the opening drive. It ended on a field goal. But, I mean, still, we never got that sort of momentum again throughout the entire game. It was a snooze fest for the most part, except when Brady was having a temper tantrum, which is, you know, great. I love that. That was the I, highlight of my day yesterday. I have been saying for two, year, th- two years about Drew Brees, Drew Brees is gone. He's never coming back. I've now been saying for months, Sean Payton is gone, and he's never coming back. True. Today is the first day that I say that this team really missed Drew Brees and Sean Payton because Drew Brees and Sean Payton, not that Drew, Drew Brees does not have any, I mean, his arm compared to Jameis Winston is a wet noodle that's been sitting in a pot for five days, okay? <laughs> Sean Payton, his heart isn't in it. That, that's fine. But what we missed yesterday, what the Saints missed yesterday was finish strong. And there was no finish. There was no nothing. There was just, we're here. And you can't win football games like that against a team like Tampa Bay. They proved yesterday why people like me and people in the media expect this team to win more than seven and a half, more than eight and a half, whatever Caesars line was that we bet on before, before the season. Right. They showed why they are a great value at 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. Because they have the talent, they have the talent right. to be that team, but they don't have they don't have it. Not least, but, not now. And I know it's they, only week. They two. really are missing a leader. I mean, you know, no, no offense to Jameis, but they're missing a leader, man. I mean, you've got Cam Jordan; he's that leader of the defense. You've got Demario Davis, who really he's just you know he's the guy. But when you flip it and look on the offensive side, you know Ingram is is not exactly a leader. Kamara's never been a leader because he's just that that introvert. And I mean, you know, missing I. I don't even think if we had Camaro, we'd have won the game yesterday because the team just was not ready to play. They were not playing an NFL caliber game yesterday. But Jameis, he just doesn't have that. He doesn't have that it factor sometimes. He, if, yeah. oh my, like, I can't even tell you how many times I saw the whites of his eyes where, you know, you used to see Drew, his eyes would get as big as saucers sometimes, but it was like he was taking it all in. Jameis had these big saucer eyes where it's just like, oh, crap, there's, where's Devin White? There he is, okay. And, and look, we did a great job of shutting Devin White down for the first half of the game, you know. But it, He's I, honestly, hurt. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's the other thing, though, too. Like, how badly is he hurt? Now that Sean's Payton's out, uh, look, it's up to, to our friends in the media to really stick it to Dennis Allen because Coach Payton would have been like, I oh, don't talk about it. Uh, let me, here's your credentials. They're gone. No, but God, put it to Dennis Allen. He's hurt. Like, talk. Tell us what's wrong with him. At some what, point, at some point, you have, at some point, you got to make a move. Um, I appreciate Look, I've been the biggest James defender there is the last year. But at some point, you have to make a move. If the dude can't do it, you got to. There's a reason why you brought Andy Dalton in here. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to make the move. And he doesn't have that deep arm strength that Jameis would have to get it to Olave. You know, now that Olave can stretch the field. But now I'm wondering, and honestly, Jim, maybe you noticed it better than I did from the speed of the game. But Olave. I mean, you know, five of 13, I mean, I know Jameis overthrew him a bunch on a couple, but, I mean, was it all Jameis or was it Olave? I mean, what, what was up with their poor uh, connections yesterday, I think man? it's I, – I think you got to put most of the blame on Jameis. And I'm not – and when I say that you put the blame on Jameis, you do it with the caveat something wasn't right. Yeah. And if something's not right, you got to make a switch, and that's on Dennis Allen. Now, look, I like what Dennis Allen said in the press conference. He didn't make excuses. He came in – 
He said, we got a man up. It is what it is. I loved the comments from Mark Ingram that I heard last yesterday. Oh, I missed that. What did he say? Uh, well, I, I went into the locker room, and, and he, he stood there like a man and said, this is on me. I fumbled. There's no excuses. They asked him if wow. somebody punched a ball out, if he just dropped it. He goes, you know, he goes, I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't make a difference. I got to hold on to the football. It doesn't. It's it's on me. And yeah. and a lot of things changed after that. There's no question. But you know what? I like a man that's going to take responsibility. But you know what I saw from the rest of the team in that locker room, moping around. Oh woe is me. Right. I, I can't believe I saw Demario Davis not wanting to talk to anybody. Wow. Um, no way, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and look, that's, I respect. That's yeah. I respect a man's uh, right to say I don't want to talk to somebody. Um, and, you know, I don't know what's going through his head, but I know Cam Jordan talked to people. I know Mark Ingram stood there in front of everybody, talked to people. Jameis Winston went to the stand and talked to people. But I saw a lot of other guys around that locker room moping around. And, and uh, yeah. You, you, you can't do that. That's not a Sean Payton lo- What I saw yesterday was not a Sean Payton team. And I get it's not Sean Payton anymore. <laughs> right, right. But they, they have got to figure this out in a hurry, and they have got to change their mindset in a hurry because this team – I mean, you go into a Carolina team that's 0-2 and, and desperate, and they're going to be fighting yeah. for their lives next week. So, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm the pissed-off fan this morning. No, I mean, look, I, I, look, I'm with you. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't know why they couldn't get that energy level up. And, and look, you know, last time, uh, you know, that they were last season, they were kind of putting it on the fans. Oh, well, you know, you guys were a little quiet. Well, we sure as hell weren't quiet yesterday, man. I mean, it, uh, it, it was you got a bunch of false starts. I mean, the crowd did their part. I just don't understand why, with the talent level that we got. I mean, you know, we—it's shoot, man. I mean, there's just so so many good guys on this team, but I, I I don't know why they can't get themselves up to that level during the game. I mean, I think I think they felt entitled to win yesterday. That we got Brady's yes. number, we're gonna stick it to him. I agree. And they and they didn't, and they didn't. So ideally, there's no, you know, look. And I will say this. I think Tampa's starting to edge out the Falcons on the most hated team by Saints and Saints fans. I mean, they're, they're getting really close. But I guess once Tampa leaves, maybe Mike they'll Evans go back is, up. The, is yeah. the most hated player. I don't know about Tampa being the most hated team. Well, for now. I mean, once, Tam- once, once Tom Brady leaves, it'll go back to, oh, yeah, it's the orange creamsicle guys. Forget All right, so, so our 10 minutes is, is going <laughs> to come 12 or 13. Two last, <laughs> two last things. Um, speaking of Mike Evans, what uh, what is your level of go bleep yourself with Mike Evans? Uh, yeah, it's 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 I don't know stratospheric whatever. It's, it's stratospheric. Up there. I like <laughs> yeah. that. So I, I mean, come, I I I got nothing. What is that man. dude's problem? Uh, I, he, I mean, I, he's got yeah, some kind of rage issues. Yeah, right. Well, I can't say what I want to say, but I mean, you know that 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 the dude is just. There's certain things you can say that more than you can say probably on the radio. Here. I mean, look, I, I don't want to be the crybaby fan where it's like, oh, you know, Lattimore. No, it's not about a crybaby fan. No, no, right. But I mean, you know, Lattimore the, shouldn't have got kicked out. Yeah, right. Well, he didn't well, do anything. The, the the dude is is a, a, a bit of a punk. Let's just let's just leave it at that. That's a good a way punk. to put it. He's a punk. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he needs the good, he, he needs a good ass weapon. Oh God! See, and this is right now where I miss CJGJ. I wish we had old Chauncey back. You know what? We did miss awesome. him yesterday. Didn't I think we did. You know, I mean, Lattimore sort of kind of took that little mantle upon himself and gave him a little wave of the hand, and then Mike Evans' little punk bleep, you know, 
yeah. blindsided him. What's the so, matter? Little Tommy can't take care of himself? He can't. He can't, dude. Little Tommy getting frustrated. <laughs> oh, the poor goatee goat goat. Oh, God, I hate that guy. All right, last thing. All right, uh, what do they need to change before next week? That So next week when you come on, you won't be pissed off. Well, I mean, we, we've got to work on... on, on the offense, particularly, I mean, like like the run game, what like we established it, man. That first drive was beautiful. Like we, we Jameis was what five for five almost before we kicked the field goal. We were getting down there. We were marching the ball. We were moving it. Uh, I think Jameis needs to be quicker on his decisions because after that, uh, that one drive, yes, you know, he, he took all the sacks. He, he's he's taken too long in the pocket. Uh, I don't know if it was just he was afraid of the Bucks again because that's the one who ended his career or his season last year. But honestly, he needs to be more uh, decisive. That's a great word. But quicker, getting the ball off and, and getting the plays in and doing it. There was a lot of times where they looked around like, what the hell are we doing? I mean, it, it wasn't bad as like college looking to the line, but quicker ball movement, get it out of there, and, and just stay with the uh, the, the, the balanced uh, running pass attack. But Olave's got to catch the damn ball. Jameis has got to throw it to him properly. That's about it because 13 targets, five catches for Olave. Oh, come on, man. I, I know he's a rookie, but, man, come on, pick it up, Olave. Well, I like how you – Ohio State down. I like how you are uh, semi-defending Jameis. That's something from you I wouldn't have heard last year. You're you're growing. Maybe you should be the grown-up fan. No, no, don't worry. Because if Jameis throws another two or three picks, I'm going to be like, you know, all right, I'm burning his jersey, which I never bought anyway. I still rock my Taysom jersey. <laughs> I'm still a Taysom fan uh, because, like, why? Like, why did we only see Taysom like three times yesterday, man? Come on, it's a good Taysom, question. You know, where, where was he? You know, we apparently the misdirect. Look, they they, uh, they waste his ability when they do these run options because what defense does not know he's going to possibly tuck and run the damn ball? I mean, it's yeah. just so stupid. There, you, that, you, there use was a one gadget play player in gadget plays. One man. play when he was in there when he ran the ball where if he would have actually optioned it off, I don't know who the back was in the backfield. I think it was like Dwayne Washington or something. It was wide open to the left, and he yeah. decided I'm going to keep it and run to the right and get you know, and, and and that's on my boy Taysom. But still, I mean, yeah. he's a gadget player now. Put use him right for the love of Pete. <laughs> wow. Well, I appreciate you for keeping it clean, unlike me today this morning. Yeah, unlike you, potty mouth. <laughs> well, it, it's something about you. You're you have this infectious uh, droll of, <laughs> this, of this, potty I, words. I, I, the, the anger I release is palpable to people, and it just oozes, you know. And then the, it, it's know. strong enough to ooze through the internet. Apparently. It is. It is. Because I don't say bad words. I, I've been on. I've been doing play by play for nine years now. I've never once said a potty word, even on accident. Not even kind of. I've never even said like piss. Right. Not even once. And but you get on here, and within fifteen seconds, I say, I drop an s bomb. It's because I'm like the bar stool fan. Like I, I'm I'm the guy at the bar where where I'm just I'm just gonna get out there. I'm gonna get angry, and just people are like, yeah, that drunk over there is correct. Let's let's do that. Let's go to the dome. I need to add that into your uh, your intro music. I need to add a disclaimer. Do not please get anyone away from under the age of fifteen away from <laughs> the podcast. That is coming. Oh, Jesus. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Carolina. Right. Carolina, always on my mind. Wait, what, no, what is it? Cat, what, what's that song? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Now, uh, James moment Taylor. Is it's it's he's he's in my mind. Now. I'm going to Carolina. There it is. <laughs> talk to you next week. Later.
I apologize for my the cracker. I've had some mic issues the past couple of weeks. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. No excuses, right, though? That's what I say. No excuses. What about Cam Jordan? Did he have excuses yesterday? No. I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady. You hit me. You have to play all 60 minutes. And the way we were headed towards the fourth quarter, we liked our position. We ended up scoring uh, for that first time uh, for a touchdown. Um, and, you know, you knew, you knew you had to bounce back from it. I think we did that the next series. But after that, again, you know, we have to overcome whatever we have to overcome. All right. Next home game, I'm bringing my mic with me. Sorry, it's a little, little low on volume there. But you kind of get the gist of what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just an overall feeling. It's not something you can necessarily even put your finger on. It just wasn't the same Saints team and, frankly, the Saints swag that they had last year. As a 9-8 team with all the injuries they had, they still had that Sean Payton swag, didn't they? That's what was missing yesterday. They got to find that. Dennis Allen will grow into the coaching role, I think. I think he's a good coach. I didn't like the play calling yesterday. That's on Pete Carmichael, I guess. I didn't like the conservativeness early on. And I hate when you, you know, what, what, is the, what is the deal with when you have to dial it up, you can dial it up. But until then, you're just moping around, moving around, and two, run, two yards here and a run, three yards here and a run, whatever. I mean, it was almost like they were guarding Jameis Winston yesterday because they know he's not ready to throw the ball 45, 50 times unless he has to. You got the weapons on the outside. Use them. Why is Michael Thomas not involved until the second half? Where was Jarvis Landry? Why do you keep trying to throw to the rookie over and over and over again and you keep missing targets? Where was Taysom Hill? Why was he not running the ball more? All kinds of questions I have about the offense. But again, not just the offense. The defense played great, but they lost their swag after the fight. So if you want to point to two game-changing moments, Mark Ingram's fumble and then the fight, and I'm being Captain Obvious, but it wasn't just that those happened. Good teams find ways to overcome that. Good teams find ways to overcome bad calls. Because you know what? The Saints got the benefit of some calls in the first half, and no one's complaining about that. Did they take advantage of those bad calls by the refs against Tampa Bay in the first half? No, they did not. It was three to nothing. You kick a field goal, it's six to nothing to half, and it kind of changes a little bit. You had Tom Brady frustrated. All kinds of things you can point to in this game. But it comes down to the Saints have to find some attitude. They need to find their personality because, frankly, they've lost it. And if they don't find it quick, it's going to be too late. We'll see what happens next week against Carolina. That is going to just about wrap it up for this episode of Datitude. I know you're not a, happy, you're not a bunch of happy campers. And I know the Derry Downer came out in me today. But I just telling it the way that I see it. And um, I think they will figure some things out. I think they're going to play a lot better this week. 
But if there are changes that need to be made, whether it be before a game or after, they better make them because this season could go downhill in a hurry. I mean, it, you know, you week three, there's no such thing as a must win. The hell there isn't. I mean, this this is a rough schedule. This isn't the the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles schedule they got here that's ranked like 29th, 30th, and 31st in the league. This is like the sixth or seventh toughest in the NFL. You don't see Kansas City complaining about who they got on their schedule. And the Saints themselves aren't complaining about who's on their schedule. But let me tell you, there's going to be a lot of people complaining when this, get, when this goes down the road a little bit because this gets tough in a hurry. Need to get the wins when you can get them. We'll see if the Saints can do that. All right, the rest of the week, Thursday show, uh, we'll go back to our pick'em show. We, we look, you know, it's kind of weird with the pick'ems, and I never really got to the NFL, um, although I did pick Dallas to win this week. I'm just saying. Uh, you can't, just because a team loses their best player, you think they're going to lay down and die. This is the NFL, my friend. It doesn't work that way. So we'll have our pick'em show on Thursday. We'll recap what we got right, what we got wrong. So far, I got pretty much everything right. Um, you know, I don't know. Uncle Big Nick, he needs to work on it a little bit. So he'll probably go 5-0 and this week. We'll see. But that's coming up on Thursday. And then Friday, live Datitude with Jeff Duncan. If you want to be a part of the show, 9.15 a.m. on all the NOLA.com platforms, the bet.NOLA.com platforms. You can join us live, or you can listen just like you're listening now. And if you haven't become a subscriber to Datitude, every major podcast flat platform, just search for Datitude, and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. How are we going to end the show today? Well, you know what? We're moving on. I've said what I've had to say. I spoke my piece, and in my mind, I'm going to Carolina. And hopefully that's where the Saints are going. Because to me, don't even waste time with the film. I mean, look at it briefly. But in your mind, you got to move on to Carolina. And that's where we're going. Hope you have a great re- week, boys and girls. Don't forget to buy you Bet Show this afternoon on Monday, 4 o'clock on all the bet.noah.com and noah.com stations, as well as Thursday afternoon. We will see you Thursday for Datitude and Friday as well with Jeff Duncan. Peace and love, my friends. Now.